0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Real Estate Momentum Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. Today, we talk to Michelle Mamo, who's a real estate superstar. She's launched real estate businesses and grown teams in three major metropolitan areas throughout the United States and remains one of the top agents in her current market. You're going to learn a lot from listening to her today. Hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, we're rolling. So, uh, anybody tuning in, we've got Michelle Mamo. Um, Michelle and I go back. I think it was 2011. You yeah. became you became a team leader of a, or office manager, team leader at uh, at the office that I was in. I was very green.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you were moving to the area. So, you in part of your introduction, I, I mentioned that you've launched a real estate business in three major metropolitan areas around the country. Mm-hmm. And you were, you were floating in to the Cincinnati area from Utah and, and was it, it was Utah, right? Yeah. That seems like a ancient history, but yeah. Know, yeah. And um, so you came in and you didn't know anybody, you know, you, yeah. and this was, this was not your first rodeo moving to a market where you didn't know anybody, but you're in real estate, which is a relationship based business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you come into Cincinnati uh, mm-hmm. You get to know a lot of the real estate agents. You get to know a lot of the real estate practices in the Northern Kentucky area that we <laughs> operated in. And then you know things turned into like you you kind of refound some glory. Not not really managing a real estate office, but more just embracing your sales nature, right? You got back into the real estate sales game, and you had to start from scratch. And I think we we basically we we were uh, sidekicks. You know, we were sidekicks
1: there. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Never. So,
0: yeah, I mean, let's let's rewind for a second. Like you, you come into a market that you know no one. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you relaunch a business? This isn't your first time relaunching, so like, what? How how did you approach that starting a business in a market and becoming? You know, what we're nine years
1: later, <laughs> you've got quite a business. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy thinking about it, honestly, because. I think about you, you were like the first person I ever talked to in the greater Cincinnati area ever. Cause
0: I was the only agent that called you back.
1: Right. <laughs> that was you. And here you are right now. It's kind of funny watching you, you know, the evolution of, you know, Aaron Smith actually is oh, something I watch a lot. And, you know, here you are on like, you know, have got your podcast and you've got your own team and, and I think about us. You were super green and super new, but you were so like coachable and so like hungry to just you know get busy.
0: I was like uh, I was like Forrest Gump when he played college football, where <laughs> they just hand him the ball and say run. And I was just like, and like, you know, I, I went through the training, you know, the new agent training and stuff. And it was like, yeah, you should call expireds and knock on doors and just go talk to for subway owners. And I was like, okay, got it. And I just went out there and did it, you know?
1: I know? And that's pretty much what we really, it was, it was really getting back to the basics. It's, you know, one of the, I mean, one of the best books ever written, you know, was the millionaire real estate agent book by Gary Keller. And it's one of those where you just sort of take it for granted until you hit that moment where you're like, "Um, let's see, I actually need to make some money right now. And I don't know anybody. What do I do? You know, okay, great. I'll I'll go get that book because that book's going to, you know, tell me. I know what to do, right? I mean, I've sold hundreds of homes, but not really. It's like starting all over. And I think that. For me, though, is kind of where I thrive. Like, you know, I always, when I meet people all the time and they're like, oh, I'm not really doing that great. Things are not that good. Every day is a new day to start all over. So whether it's coming to, you know, a brand new market, which is super scary, or just getting up out of bed every day or coming through COVID-19, you know, the market's changing all the time. It just shows you that going back to the basics is really what is going to make you successful and it's that simple and if everybody thought about it that way you know no one would be as stressed as they tend to get
0: yeah and i mean that that's kind of the you know for a point of reference you know you and i i think we pretty much had one of our first real estate deals ever together and it was a referral we just took (laughs) You knew this was going to come up today. (laughs) We took a house that was referred to us as a short sale that when you walk into the house, you could reach your arms out on on either direction and touch the walls. It was the smallest house ever built. And there was it was one room house. It was like the kitchen was in the living room and the bathroom was in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, we listed this house and sold it. And, you know, we basically just stair-stepped up from there. We just kind of took what we could get and kept moving because not only was were you launching a real estate business in a market where you had no sphere of influence, you had no um, a following.
1: Right. You, um, you have to take what you get at that moment. And I hear all too often, you know, and having so many, you know, just team members and people coming in, they're like, well, I don't want that open house. That house is only hundred and twenty thousand dollars or you know i i had come from a market prior to utah that was the dc market okay there wasn't even a hundred thousand dollar house in the area like there wasn't even a house like that really so yeah i'll get you a lot and a mailbox maybe that, that really is about what it would get you and then the first deal i get's a twenty-five thousand dollar short sale That's, i i don't know
0: Man and this is 2011 the market hadn't started to come back yet no. so it's like we didn't even sell it overnight it took no. like <laughs> forever to sell it
1: so between that um, thank goodness i had you because you know you you have to have people around you that also are going to support you and make you better and i think that's a big part of you know people try to go do things on their own and honestly i always think you gotta. You've got to surround yourself with those people that are just gonna like. They're gonna lift you up, you know. And I. know, we can talk later about how I've gone through. You know, lots of times where maybe I didn't have that. Maybe I caused that to be a problem too. Because we all go through those cycles. But that was a one time that I actually probably was making like no money at all. But I felt very empowered and very lifted up to, you know, do more. And that was because I had somebody else that was equally, you know, trying to lift me up and vice well, versa. And, and that, that speaks uh, very
0: specifically to one of the phenomenon that you, you see in real estate. It's like you see a new agent get in the business and then about six months in, they start to feel like they're lonely. They're start They're on this island and then they need to get with somebody else. Um, that wasn't necessarily our thing. We saw skills and experience that matched up together in a work ethic that did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you take, you know, strengths from one person and put another person together now that just magnified what we had, you know, cause like we would call each other and like, Hey, I got this new, new lead. Like, what the heck do I do with this? And you're like, well, you know, I know this person had a buyer for that or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But when you do have a synergy among team members it can get you super fired up, especially, and keep you, uh,
1: keep you engaged, really. I mean, it really does, and and you gotta, I mean, let's be real, this is sales. I mean, we're in sales, and if you're in sales, you better have something that's going to drive you, you know, or you're only really going to be mediocre pretty much all the time. I mean, and that's okay, I and I think that's it, I mean, it's okay if that's what you want to be. And I think one of the hardest things in my life is is also I am a little bit of an overachiever and a little bit of a crazy person.
0: No way. No.
1: <laughs> I don't like do it on purpose. And some people are like, oh my gosh, like really? Like why do you want to work? Why do you want to work so much? Why do you want to? It, it isn't, and it isn't about like money. And I think the first time that people make sales about the money That's when things go south because what's really great is we have such a great opportunity in this business to make good money. You know, it's always going to be kind of a roller coaster, but at the end of the day that can't be your focus because it has to be on the people. It has to be on, you know, the servant leadership kind of part of it and that you just naturally love it. That's, that's how you're going to be more successful besides, you know, doing all the other things, right. That's one of the biggest pieces. Cause if you If you're out there just seeking you know dollar bills to fly out of the sky like i i just don't I don't see that in my world well yeah that that's not a sustainable thing because
0: no. eventually the money's going to catch up with you or you're if you're only chasing dollars and you're not really taking care of your client base right. you're not really doing the right thing by your people, that's going to dry up they're going to smell it they're going to know that you're in it for the money, and then the referrals are going to not
1: be there right. right so that's so so get you know those good people so when we you know we did that it's also was difficult for me I mean I had a client base and I had to go back to old school which means guess what I need to pick up the phone and I need to cold call people I need to call people that I don't know because I didn't know anyone and resurrecting that type of skill you know it, it's fine i like love calling people like that's one thing i mean i i could sit right today and say hey michelle call 100 people be like, okay great i'll call 100 people you know some people aren't naturally you know great at that but the one thing i can say is the worst thing they're going to do is hang up on you we got that i mean yep. people hung up on us and people are like what are you guys doing you know that's okay Well, and I I remember somebody
0: specifically at the time they were in our real estate office and they said, you can't come from outside of this area because it's such a small, tight, close knit area. You can't come from outside this area and just build a business like you can in DC. Right. And we posted a sign on the door that day that said, "Those those who say it can't be done shouldn't interrupt those who are doing it. Oh, yeah. And that fired us up. That just built a fire under us because it's like, you know what? If you say we can't do it, we're just going to go out there and do
1: it. And I'm pretty sure that that fire has turned into like an inferno for me. I, I, I don't know. It just did. Between loving it and between just, you know, I don't know, just the drive to do it. Because I also felt the gratitude coming from the people in the area. So I think you have to embrace that too. Like this is such a nice, it was a nice I don't know, thing coming from a fast paced, busy city to a place where people really, you know, they talk to you. They're a little bit of a slower role, you know, and they're like, you need to calm down. I mean, I would go on appointments and they're like, you really need to just slow your roll a little bit, you know, <laughs> welcome to the Midwest, right? Right. And that's okay. So it was a really, it was fun and I enjoyed that. So that, that helped me want to do more. So I
0: want to spend some time talking on something here that I know that you have a ton of experience in. So you you come you come into our area, um, come into this area. You you start with the basics. You start making contacts. You start connecting, networking. Um, ultimately, just building a business through caring for people mm-hmm. and and following up and being a genuine person. You create a large group of sales. I mean, I think there was the one year we did. I don't know. It was like 6 million. And then we went to like 17 million and so on. And then you can't, an agent can't sustain doing a large level business for a long time by themselves. They've got to grow. So you and I were side by side, right? We were working this thing. We went through some hiring mistakes. We, we grew, we added people to the team. And that is a constant. um, It's a constant fear for a lot of people that bringing someone into your business mm-hmm. so let's talk about that for a second and i know your mindset today in 2020 is a lot different than it was mm-hmm. it's, it's probably evolved and it's probably constantly evolving
1: mm-hmm.
0: so talk about your experience in building a team
1: wow how many how How long do we have
0: like uh, you can shorten it i mean you know <laughs> I, I would hit the...
1: okay. so gosh you know the those things that you always say are you know the fail it forward type thing, you know, I'm like, I could write a book that says fail forward, you know, and a lot of people can, I think. But, um, for me, building relationships, I love, I love, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful. And, you know, I feel very, very blessed to have met a lot of the people that I have. I really, really do. Um, and I, I, I think what happens to me or what has happened in the past to me is like, I'm going like this. I'm just speeding all the time. And because I talk to so many people, I can get, I typically get more excited about your business than you actually are about it. Mm -hmm. That is kind of a problem for me. And I can do that with any, anything you're doing. Like, I don't care if it's like the guy who's like, maybe, I don't know, cutting the grass and maybe I I just feel like, you know, I can get excited about things. So what happens is then I sort of think I can do 400,000 things and, and I really can't because my, I've lost my organization. I've lost my, my way with that. And I built teams a lot like that. I just get business, get business, get business. And I would just, I would just kind of roll with it. And and I would what is somebody said the other day, I could always work my way out of anything in terms of like another deal. Like if I got into a crunch and I'm like, well, whatever, there this person I'll hire and they'll leave. Well, I'll just work my way out of it. I'll go get three more deals. Well, how dumb is that? Like how not smart is that? Let me just be a hamster on the wheel, you know, of life. And that's kind of what I did a lot in real estate. So wow. We always have this perception of success and there is a level of that, right? Because, you know, I can go get business, but as a business person, how smart am I really being? How much money do you think I wasted? How much money do you think that I, how, what could I have done for my family? What, what other charities could I have given to if I had been more thoughtful and more business-like in my approach? So I think one of the things For me, the last four years, um, I joined a coaching program that has helped me, you know, tremendously. Um, And they totally focus on what your profit loss statement looks like. It's not about how many deals you do. You know, how much are you actually making? Because you can spend a lot of money in this business, right?
0: Yeah. And I I think that, um, you know, the way I look at that is, a lot of people can pass a test. A lot of people can sell a house. Right. And a lot of people can play checkers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but not, but the good ones know how to play chess. Right. And that is, you know, strategic business moves that, you know, it, it increases your dollar per hour. Right. And that's, the, you know, you, you, you don't get into the real estate business. They say, but a lot of people say, I get into it for the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a trap. Because you know it's so oh. flexible that you can work all the time. And then then you get into working for work's sake, taking on clients that you probably shouldn't take on. Right. Right. So, yeah. That's right. Go ahead. So when it when it comes to building leverage around you, what have been the hardest lessons that you've learned?
1: One of the I mean the the, the hardest lesson for me is that it's all of again, it's about Hiring the right people and making sure you're training them the right way, you have to. You, you have to be a better leader if you're going to build a team. You have to really dive into that, and that's going to require you to sort of step back and, and make that commitment. And I think in my brain, I always was trying to make the commitment, but I don't think I really committed the whole way. I was always. Because I wanted to people please so many of my clients, you know, I would I would not know how to juggle that. And I look back on it and I think, and this, I think, can be something that a lot of us can take on. Like, when we're young, a lot of our parents don't teach us about money. You know, we don't understand it. We never had it. We don't know what to do with it. We didn't run a business. No one in college really taught us exactly how to, you know, to run a business, Right. Right. So I, I think that we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and not say, my gosh, you know, we really suck because there's moments where I'm just like, I suck. And also, as you start doing more business, everybody in the world is going to start judging you. You just know that's going to happen and you, you can't let yourself get caught in that. So for me, my biggest re- regret is not getting some training sooner on how to be a real business person, like what to do with my money. You know, how do I pay, you know, the IRS the right way? How do I do all these things? So where I'm at now is I sort of disassembled my whole team at one point because it just kept I kept not making people happy. And and it wasn't all their fault. I'm not blaming the people that were around me. I mean it's always both. It's like a it's like a, a marriage, right? Yeah. But for me, it's been a real discovery the last couple of years, and I am in such a happy place. I only have one buyer's agent right now. What I do know is that's not enough. From you know, I, I can't do the level of business that I have. You know, I can't go from okay, wow, my biggest year I did eighty-six million. You know, I still sell one hundred fifty houses a year, not three hundred, but I have a lot of business. But guess what? I refuse at this point to like just go with whatever, like.
0: Yeah, you get got standards around what business you take now.
1: And I think that standard, you know, it, it for me is, is really huge. Like, I don't care how good you are. You have to lift the rest of the team up. We have to lift each other up and we have to have standards. And that includes me. Um, so that's my, my biggest lesson is just hiring too fast, not having a true plan. Yeah. You know, all these people, they think, oh my gosh, I'm going to build a team, build a team. Most of them don't need to do that. Right.
0: You know, well, I I think what what a lot of good these are good real estate professionals. I mean, they're good Mm -hmm. agents. Mm -hmm. I think what what they fail to see is that when you choose to grow, grow your business outside of just yourself, you know, hire an assistant or bring on as buyer's agent, you're no longer you're not just an employer. You're not just writing a check to your admin. You're not just providing leads to a buyer's agent. Now you're a person who has to have a vision and you have to, you have to have the right people on the ship at the right time. And they've Mm -hmm. got to believe in the vision. And now you're a leader because at any given time, you know, they could have a bad day. You know, they, they could, you know, not Mm -hmm. line up with your business model. And now your business starts to struggle as well. So I, I think leadership is one thing that a lot of agents don't get. And I've seen agents that would follow you through fire because of your leadership ability and what like the, they see you caring for people. And that's why people follow you. Yeah. And people want to be a part of, part of what you've built.
1: And, and what has happened. And, and if I would say a big lesson for me is, is I have had a lot of those people who I just cherish to this day. And, and they would maybe say that could have even sustained itself longer had i not lost focus on everything else and i let people stay too long mm. so one of the lessons was you know for me is that somebody ha- you can't save everybody okay you know that the surest way is just to fail is to believe that you can you know and
0: and when you're a people pleaser And you've you've got someone on your team that you genuinely like them and you care about them. They're just not a fit because their work ethic's not there. You've got a buyer's agent who just, you know, they're not serving the clients in the way that they should, or they're not representing your team or your brand the way that they should. It's like, look, you just gotta have, don't put the pressure on the person, put the pressure on the standard, you know? And it's like, you know, if you're not lining up with the standard, it's like, let me help you find a place somewhere else. That's not with my, my company and my team that you can succeed, you know?
1: And, and they need that too. I think, you know, and we, everybody does it. We do it with our kids. We do it with, you know, I mean, everybody, kids are a perfect example. Kids need structure. Kids need, you know, well, so do teams process yes. systems are such a huge you know piece of it. I mean, you, Build a system, and you have standards around that system. You will be successful, and I I will tell you that that has been a real challenge. You would think after eighteen years of doing business like that, you know, imagine you know if I could go back and just say that's my system, not changing it every fifteen seconds, you know, and, and trying to go for you know the squirrel over here and the squirrel over here let's just keep it basic. This is our system and we're building it on relationships. I think you're good.
0: Yeah, I agree. So you've been in business for 18 years. Mm -hmm. You've had, you've had solo experiences as, as yourself as an individual agent, you've grown this big team. Talk about where you are right now.
1: Um, I'm in a, I'm in a good place. I'm still working too many hours right now, I would say. Um, Purposely, really, because I, I am doing some systematic things that I want to have done. And I love my world. I have um, three administrative people that are working with me. So I have a transaction coordinator who's amazing. She's awesome. I have um, kind of a young, new uh, operations person. And another like part-time operations person, but I just hired, um, a marketing, just put an offer out to a marketing person. Um, so, so more, more staffing than I do. i only one buyer's agent right now.
0: So, so uh, uh, the operations piece, like the transaction coordinator, super essential. Huh. Right? If you got your, like, that's the 80% that they talk about, you know, where you're focused uh, yeah. on the paperwork and like you could, I would get out of the business if I had to do that again. <laughs> uh, I like, will do anything for her. She's yeah. But the operations side, so you made a choice to hire an operations person. Mm-hmm. What, what's their job description? What do they do for you?
1: Yeah, so really this executive assistant, a lot of, you know, is really what, you know, she, I told her she's, she's young, she's smart, she's a hustler. And I mean, um, we, we get together, you know, every single day, which I will tell you this part just to digress for one second, the number one game changer for me a daily team call daily, not like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do this every now. Like we do it and we go over everything on zoom. We do it every single month. Yeah. So
0: what do you talk about on your daily team call
1: game, game changer? Uh, we talk about, okay, what's coming up? You know, what are our listings? What do we need to do with them? And as an operations manager, what her charges is, is making sure that, you know, the clients, all the paperwork is in that needs to be in to get to, you know, that the listings, so they'll be ready to be processed, making sure that we understand what that client also needs, because we actually have a big concierge business. We stage all of our homes. We um, get vendors to all of our homes. So we we do a lot up front. So if I didn't have an operations person who's handling all of the vendors and the staging and who's going to be where, I would be in real trouble. So she's kind of that catch all and making sure that, you know, she's checking my email. And, you know, did you make your calls today? Cause we have certain calls we make each day. So that's what she does. Okay.
0: So you've got a full-time operations person, a part-time operations person. I'm guessing mm-hmm. the, does the full-time kind of manage the part-timer just to make sure. That- they do.
1: They're, yeah. They're flipping around actually, because, um, just of a change that we needed. And so the, the person who's part-time, she will help like, you know, bring us materials or go out to the listings and, you know, you know, take brochures and go to the staging warehouse and organize that kind of stuff.
0: So tell me about your marketing person. You just picked, you just uh, made an offer letter. What do you, yeah. what, what's, what's the intention there? What are they going to do for you? <laughs>
1: well, if <being> anybody <laughs> like would watch my videos, they would be exactly why I hired someone. Um, when you know you're old, you decided like it, it's, it's in the age of like, you know, social media. When I will get on on a I'll try to set my computer I can't even see it so I don't know if I'm online or not I'm like am I live like I don't know I'm like that old lady that's on <laughs> so it's embarrassing but I'm going with it so she's uh, fresh out of school full of ideas because we ha- I'm an idea person but I've also learned that I need to focus on what you know what I'm supposed to be focused on yeah what she'll do is. Basically, you know, start posting all of our stuff to social media all the time um, because I'm not going to do that. You know, get us more into video. We're creating a new um, YouTube like channel, Dwell Well Home, where we can, you know, put a lot more information out there because one thing I'm really passionate about is trying to have other people learn from, like, I have amazing clients. And some of them have actually, they've been very successful in their own lives. And I've learned so much for them over the past 10 years. I just am so lucky as some of the people that I met that they tell me how they became successful. So I want to do some interviews, you know, with them while they're, you know, part of our, our lives and they're okay with that and have a little channel that we, whether we're staging a house or learning more about the people that live in the house, because that's really what it's about, right? Like,
0: yeah, we're not in this, the, the business of selling houses. We're in the business of, you know, getting people together. Yeah. It, it's a people business, right?
1: Right. So that's that's why she's been hired. To really tell the story because that's how we get our business.
0: So how many hours a week would a marketing person fill in for you? Are they forty a full-time? 40. 40. Hour? Wow. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to see what that does because, I mean, I can only yeah. imagine anything from – uh, your YouTube channel to social media to yeah. just, wow.
1: She's super, super excited, but she's such a, you know, we want the right fit. I mean, we, it was a, it was a really mutual thing and she cares a lot about the community and, you know, wanting to tie together what we're doing with our brand to the community. And so she's going to be that, that game changer. I think for me to tell that story, where'd you That's find her? every night.
0: Where'd you find her? Did, did, was she a referral from somebody that, you know, or did you
1: just you, put an yeah, ad out there? Son, my son goes to university of Kentucky. Can you believe that? You saying anything? Yeah. right? Little kid. Yeah. Like he's gone. And uh, one of his friends actually got, um, she was in marketing and I happened to mention like, you know what? I really, you know, need to fill this position and, it just worked out. And they called me and said, Hey, wait, you know, we think we have a really good fit for you. You need to interview this girl or she's going to go back. She's from the Midwest from way, you know, like we're Midwest, but like Minnesota, like,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. So I'm excited.
0: That's good. So you've got your transaction coordinator, your operations person, and you've got your marketing on the admin side. And you said you just have the one buyer's
1: agent now, right? I do. Yeah. And she's, she's tearing it up right now which is which is great but we have we have a lot of leads and now that i'm monitoring how things are you know i don't want it to fall through i mostly work referrals and that kind of thing and i want to keep building that relationship so i my plan is to probably go out with a salary uh person um next hire is what i'm gonna do and uh then like a Maybe one more senior person that I work. you We'll know, figure out what to do. Kind of like my buyer's agent now. Yeah. So,
0: okay. I want to talk more about the salary thing. Okay. And I want to find out about the mind, the mind, the the process there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as somebody who's hired uh, multiple different buyers agents of different styles and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing what's your process? Like what are you looking for in somebody to serve your clients at a high level? And, you know, I know by now you're probably you're fully aware of what it costs you to make a bad hire, to put somebody on on your team that does not line up. So what are you looking for when you're looking for somebody
1: to be on your team? Um, I'm going to show you this. Um, I know we're on just, you know, you and I are on this soon, but there's a book um, called be humble, stay hungry, always hustle. You've heard of that book? Yeah, I've heard of it. So that's why I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's humble, they're hungry, but they hustle. Those are the things that I'm looking for because that I feel like is the story of kind of my life. You know, I came from very modest, like, you know, upbringing and I, my parents are like the nicest people in the world and, like I said, not focusing on the money, just staying humble and true to like who you are, that has to be a match. Somebody who really, really wants to learn, and that's who I am right now. What I have the ability to do right now is kind of teach them so that they don't make some of the mistakes that I made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm in that mindset right now so that I can change their life and have them accumulate all the wealth that I didn't get to accumulate that I'm doing now, and I'm super excited about it, but they, they have to sign up for that. Like, this is not going to be easy. You've got to stay in the right mindset. You've got to, you know, there's no water cooler talk around here anymore. This is the mindset we hustle. We work every day. We share. Um, and that's going to be the, the person that I'm looking for. Those How, next people. how, how common is that? It's tough.
0: So where, where do you go to find talent like that? It's,
1: it's really tough. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. That's why I haven't gone out yet with bringing anybody else on. I've gone to, out to different companies and different people because I know a lot of people in different companies and say, hey, if there's somebody that you think has just got that mindset, let me interview them. Let me see if it's the right time. You know, and this
0: is this is regardless of whether they have a real estate license. Probably, you probably are you. are shopping out, You're shopping outside the real estate yeah, industry as for well. Sure. Yeah,
1: I newer I newer without all the bad habits that I've had. I mean, I'm already shedding my bad habits. I don't need to shed somebody else's bad habits too.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, talk to me about the salaried position mm-hmm. uh, of of uh, a team buyer agent.
1: Yeah, oh, the mistakes that we make with that, right? Yeah. Our world's worst right here at putting everything in writing and not protecting myself. Um, I always get a real, like, you know, real... When we talk about money and things like that, I, I'd always get really angry when we have to talk about money because in my mind, I'm always giving money away. Right. But in fairness you have to have your standards and you have to have things written down. So I can't ultimately get that upset about it. Like I do and have done. So, um, that salaried agent came from the perspective of that. I'm looking for a newer person, but I want them to earn the right to be on this team. I want them to earn the right to be a part of something where they are, if they stick with it and stay the course that, they're going to learn a lot and ultimately be really successful because I think about yourself and I think about another person who I teamed with, who we were on a team with her. Yeah. She's awesome. She does a lot of podcasts and we were chatting the other day. She told me exactly what she wanted to make exactly what she wanted to do. And that's what we did. Those were the best relationships I ever had because everybody doubled their salary and everybody worked hard every day. So if I had to put a job description out, that's who I want them to be. It's tough to find those people out of 10 years of time. I can think of like, you know, a handful that like, that's a match.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough to find an exact match like that, especially um, inside the industry because you, you've already seen what people, what, what's out there. You see their work ethic and everything. You almost have to go outside and find somebody who's like, they are the best server at this restaurant or they are, you know, they're crushing it in whatever job they're in. They're super relatable, super personable. They
1: just well, jobs, right, you know? right. And I'm going to say this just because I don't want, you know, everybody to think that, you know, you and I just like think everybody's like socks because they, they 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 don't. It has to be a match, right? Like there's a lot of good people that both you know you and I have worked with and people that have been on my team. I think the world of but they just don't have the vision that I have and they don't have to be me. You know, they don't have to be that it has to be the right fit. And I think we all just have to really match that up better. Yeah. Way, way way better. There's a quote in this book. It says, um, the quality of work we do is not just about bragging rights. It's about stewardship. Now I say that because I think that, that's where I have my business now. I'm a, I want to be a good steward of my money and a good steward of my team. And so that way, the people that do come on are going to feel fiercely protected like those few did. I think I mean, I hope that you would say that, that you would. Well, feel yeah. yeah, you,
0: you were um, as a leader. I felt like we were part of your tribe. And that, you know, you would do whatever it took to make sure that we got what we needed. And we, we, you know, and that's, you know, that's rare too, by the way.
1: So that's where I'm at. So I'm pretty happy with it, but I really need to find that. So anybody who's thinks they fit that, please call me because we're going to make those, those two hires. So one position that won't be and one that will, that'll be a newer, like, you know, person. Is a salary position,
0: is it like the showing assistant model? Yeah, kind of. I mean and it's then kind they of like work that. their way up to yeah. being a full-on buyer's yeah, agent. That's correct. Yeah. I like that. That's a that's a good model. Especially yeah. as many houses as your team probably shows.
1: Well, and I get a ton of stuff, you know, where I want to be the person like on the the front end and they want me, but I can't go out and show them every house under the sun. So how it, it helps them learn, they can be part of it and you know work some of their deals to learn. So I'm excited about it.
0: Awesome. So we'll go into some, uh, some fun questions here. So it's 2020 Mm -hmm. going through the COVID-19 thing right now, which has got us all kind of out of our routines, but the, the topic I want to talk to you about with, with the status quo where the industry is right now, everything all encompassing agents, professionalism, Zillow, Technology, where you know the, the gap between the sellers and buyers is closer now, so we actually have to provide more value to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, from where we are right now, where do you see the industry going in the next few years? Yeah, it's going to change,
1: and what do you think? What do you think things are going to be like? I was just talking about this yesterday, um and I think in all industries, COVID nineteen is changing that, not just real estate. Um, People are finding that they have more choices. I, I think that they've had more time to really sit and consider what that looks like to them. Um, I was yesterday on a Zoom call for an hour, and I was one of three people that you know they're on a Zoom call with, and they're digging in. I mean, they've got question after question after question, you know, about what they're like first. First
0: time home buyers. So wait just a second here. So I know you mentioned that you had a Zoom meeting with a seller to they were interviewing you for the job of selling their house, correct?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've had multiple interviews. So I've had a seller, but then this these were the the buyers actually. Um the seller, these were buyers yesterday who were in so
0: were were you on the Zoom call with your competition at the same time? Okay, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going to say, if you had to interview no. against your competition in the same Zoom call, that would have been the best freaking death match. I would have loved to watch okay.
1: that. Although I, would, <laughs> although I would really enjoy that. It was back to back to back. They didn't do it, but wouldn't that be fun?
0: That's like having a debate. It's like, no, you should choose me, and here's why you should choose like, me. I'm
1: thinking that would be really cool. Maybe that's what we should do. Like, oh my gosh,
0: that would be a reality TV show that I would watch. I would. Watch. I know,
1: right? Yeah. But going back to that question, the, the point is, is that you better have a value proposition because you're, you're you know, dime a dozen people who just want to do a deal here and there, I think are going to be a thing of the past. I I really feel that that's, that's the case because I feel like I provide a lot of value, but there are days that I struggle to have people see that value sometimes because they are just ultra particular people are, you know, it's a stressful time. So they, their expectations are pretty high. At this point, I think. Well, and everybody's got their guard up and they got more time. They have more time to think right now. You better have your protection mode on like your mama bear hat or papa bear hat, because people do need to feel like you're protecting their money because look what's going on, that you're protecting them and the value of their family and the safety of their family. So, I mean, everybody has a different philosophy on what it is but if you're going to work out in the public and you, you know, you better realize it's not about you hundred percent. The second that you make it about you, I think you should just hang up your, your, your you know, real estate hat and go somewhere else because I think that's not going to fly anymore.
0: So, so basically what you're saying is with the way the industry is right now, agents are having to shift their value proposition to be what more, just more relevant to their clients? Oh yeah.
1: I mean, you've got to have, you know, you get the question all the time, well, how are you guys doing things? And, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, I've got a point two appointments this weekend and one of them, you know, she's like, I have other family members. And, you know, we went through all the options of how I could view their home, you know, so they, that they're not at the house and all of that. You better have, a good idea of how you're going to present that because it can't just be like, Oh, Hey, we're going to show up. And like, this is going to happen. So it's, it's been a stressful time. I remember that. I mean, that first week I'm just like flying by the seat of my pants. Like we all are Mm -hmm. feeling really stressed out about it. Like, Holy crap. Hey, I'm going to get sick. They're going to get sick. Like what's happening. So I think there goes the system again. Yeah. So back to
0: that. What do, you, what do you think the climate the real estate industry is going to look like five years from now? So it's 2025, COVID's four or five years ago. Wow.
1: I, I, I think it's a, it's a really great question. And I think that most real estate companies aren't sure. I think they're all, the top companies are just all shifting around because they're all taking losses, right? But- yeah. Again, we're not in the crisis that was the mortgage crisis. We're in a medical crisis. Once we come out of this and we learn how to do it, I mean, we're staying busy. Right. right? So, but I, I think it's definitely going to be a, the, the, the cream are going to rise to the top. Those who offer more, which means you're going to have to spend more. So guess what, guys? Yes, you're going to make less money. Sorry. So you're going to have to really develop those relationship skills and be okay with it. If you want to stay in the business.
0: Do, do you think, do you think with the number of increasing agents coming into the industry and the, so obviously sellers pay our broker fees, you know, yeah. in, in, in our market, right. So do you feel like with the increasing number of agents coming in and the few number of listings on the market, do you feel like that's going to put pressure on commissions moving forward?
1: I, I think it, I think that it could, but I think if you provide a value, you don't worry about it as much. Yeah. That's
0: I think, what I think. I, I think, I think that, um, there's probably going to be some pressure on commissions and you're going to start to see more people who can't show value. Right. People who, people who aren't sure how to serve clients at a high level, they're going to, they're going to go that high volume, low margin route. Probably.
1: Right. right.
0: Um and then, you know, the people that continue to provide that concierge service like like Dwell and and the agents out there that just do great work uh and they're highly talked about for their level of service. I think they'll be okay with that. There there won't be any loss there.
1: Um well, I would agree and I think that that's why that goes back to who are you hanging out with. I mean, I've always I've I've switched around, I can I mean, you know, not a lot. I mean, I was, you know, with one company you know 14 years, like forever, love it. One of my favorite companies in the whole world, right? And you're there. Yep. Um, but I do it sometimes because you sometimes need like a change and you need to surround yourself and put yourself in a spot where those people push you. And I kind of am doing I've done that right now. I mean, I struggle in the office I'm in right now, gosh, to stay in the top 10 because they are rock stars beyond
0: some of them. That's a good point right there uh, for, you know, for anybody listening, still listening here. Um, (laughs) The thing is, is that there is no greater determiner of your success than the environment you choose to put yourself in. You know, if you, if you go hang out with a bunch of agents who are just, you know, sloppy and they don't really uh, exemplify a high level of service, you're probably going to look like that. And that's what your business is going to look like. If you go crawl under the wing of somebody who's got high standards and can show you the way
1: you're going to rise to that level, right? It's magic. Somebody said that the other day. I said, it's it's actually a magic. There's a magic that happens around that. Like right now, I mean, like what Aaron, you and I could sit here and talk for like three hours. Probably, but it's about. not the
0: Joe Rogan podcast, so we're not going to do that.
1: But, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's the magic of like, you know, get around people who are passionate about it.
0: Energy. You need that energy.
1: Right.
0: Cool. Um, I like that book. What was the name of that book again?
1: Yeah. Uh, Be yeah. humble. Stay hungry. Always hustle.
0: Do they have that on audiobook?
1: audio book. leadership it surprises
0: me that you might have time to open a
1: real book these days. I like real books still. I'm old fashioned. I like magazines and books and paper calendars. I've tried Audible and it just isn't the same for me. I like to get it. I get it. So, but anyway,
0: Michelle, thank you so much. Um, I've, I've, I owe a lot of what I know and what I have to you because of the leader that you are. Um, so thank you for being awesome. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, um, I appreciate you for taking the time to share your story with us.
1: That sounds great. Thanks for having me. I'll catch up to you later. Later. See you. Bye.